So thank you so much for being with us. We're glad that you're here and glad that you're a part of what God is doing. We're wrapping up a series called Unstoppable, and it's all about having kingdom influence. Now, uh, in our live service, we had baptism, and baptism is where somebody has an opportunity uh, to make an outward expression uh, of an inward faith. And so it's, they've accepted Jesus, they accepted what Jesus did, and so what baptism does, it displays, uh, it's a symbolic way of displaying new life. And so it's as if you're, you're standing there, before, as if you're saying, you're not doing it verbally, but you're saying, that, hey, this is my life before Christ, and just as Christ died and was buried and rose to a new life, so I identify with Christ, and I come up out of the water having a brand new life. And so we just had baptism, and that's really important because, because we're talking about kingdom influence. It's really hard to have kingdom influence if we don't have the kingdom of God living inside of us, and that's exactly what takes place when we accept Jesus. I know that sounds really weird, all right? But, but the truth of the matter is when we accept Jesus, we are able to, to, to have access to Him. We're able to talk to Him. We're able to hear what He has to say. We're able to follow His command. We're able to be what He wants us to be and have the influence He wants us to have. And so today, I want to try to deal with this idea of how do I have kingdom of God influence where I live so we've been dealing with where we live, work, and play. And Pastor Clay and Pastor Joseph talked about where we work and play the two previous weeks. I encourage you to go back and to hear and to watch and see all that they had to say about that. But today I want to talk specifically about how to have that at home where with the people that I love the most. And what I want to specifically talk to, because there's such a vast audience and families described in so many ways, I want to specifically talk to parents of young children. Now here's why. Because you just embarked on a journey and you need to understand the journey that you're on. Now, before I say anything else, let me also say, if you're, if you're not a parent of young children, you can lean in and hear a lot of things that, that are going to impact your life. And you can hear things that will move you and God's going to speak to you. And, and, and though I'm speaking directly to parents of young children, I'm talking about to everybody about the influence we have with the people that we love the most at home so that we can raise the reputation of Jesus. But the reason that I'm talking to parents of young children is because of this number right here, 936. The reason that that's an important number is because that's the number of weeks that you have with your child in a span of 18 years. You have a hundred, you have 936 Fridays, you have a 936 Saturdays, 930, you have 936 weeks with your child. And so, I mean, you can do the math. You can do the math really fast. That as that you can do the math. If you cut that number in half, you cut that in a quarter, you, you make that smaller, you know that your weeks diminish. And so we begin to talk about raising the how do we have this impact because our weeks are numbered. And I want to start with, with some things in the Old Testament. And I want to talk about Moses. And this is Moses talking in the book of Deuteronomy. Deuteron, Deuteronomy and what he's saying 
He, he's, he's had an experience with God, and he's come back and he's telling the Israelis what he experienced and, and what God wants them to do. And so he says, these are the commands, decrees, and laws the Lord your God directed me to teach you to observe in the land that you're crossing to the Jordan. So he's saying, hey, I hung out with God. I experienced God face to face. And because I've experienced God, God wrote some things on a tablet. He gave me these laws and decrees, and he wants me to share them with you because you're on a journey to what in the Old Testament they called the promised land and so and so with that he said so that you your children and their children after them may fear the Lord your God you're going on a journey God says, I want you to know who I am. And, the, and I also want your children to know who I am. And I want your children's children to know who I am. And so with that, I want them to know who I am so they can fear the Lord your God. Now, that word fear, don't get lost there. Don't get lost in the word fear. The fear simply means to honor and respect and to love and adore to, to, to fear the Lord your God, to have this loving relationship with God. In order to do that, you, I'm going to teach these to you so that you and your children and their children after them may fear the Lord their God as long as you live by keeping His decrees and commands that I give you so that you may enjoy long life. I want you to enjoy life I want you to enjoy life to the full. Kind of sounds like Jesus a little bit. But how do you do that? By talking to your children and their children after them. Now, it kind of sounds like something in the New Testament took place uh, in a life of a young man named Timothy. And, and in this letter written to Timothy that's in the New Testament, the author, Paul, who was a church starter, wrote back to Timothy and he said, Hey, I remember your genuine faith, for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I know that same faith continues strong in you. What's he saying? Your grandmother Lois heard about Jesus, crossed the line of faith, believed in Jesus, became a follower of Jesus. She then in turn taught Eunice. Eunice made that decision on her own. She became a follower of Jesus. And then Eunice then turned and talked to Timothy. And Timothy saw that, saw that model to him, and he became a follower of Jesus. He made an impact. I mean, it's the same, it's the same analogy of what Moses said. And, and so... so he says, here's how you do it. Going back to Moses, Moses saying, here's how you do that as a parent. He said, hear, O Israel, listen to me, parents. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Now, if you go back, you know, if you've been listening and, and you've been a part of what's going on, we've spent, we've talked about this throughout the year. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. I mean, don't you think it's interesting that when we think about the Old Testament, we immediately think about law. And quite frankly, I preached a whole message on that several weeks ago about the law and about how the law falls short. 
But before the law, Moses is saying, hey, before you begin this whole law thing and keeping the degrees, I want you to do this. I want you to love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And Jesus added mind to that equation in the New Testament. How do you have influence on your kids? You start right here by loving with all of your heart. I mean, only you can define what that looks like, but at the end of the day, it, it does have to answer the question, what does your heart beat for? Does it beat first and foremost for Jesus, or does it beat first and foremost for something else? If we want to have the impact on our kids, and, 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 and then our kids' kids, our grandkids, and even our great-grandkids, this needs to happen. Now, I stand in a very unique position, and I know that. That, that both my great-grandparents, my great-grandparents on my father's side, my great-grandparents on my mother's side, both of them were believers. My grandparents, both of them, on both sides, all four of them, were believers. My parents were believers. I became a believer. Now, I made that choice. It wasn't because I was born into this family. It, it had nothing to do with the fact that I was born. I was fortunate to be born into this family. I was fortunate that I had that kind of lineage in my family. I was fortunate that those were, these things were important to my family. And they impressed Jesus upon me. That, that I'm very fortunate. But listen, at the end of the day, I chose Jesus. I made that choice. It was mine. It's not their faith in the sense that what they believe is, is stuck inside of me. No, it's my faith as I relate to Jesus in a personal way. Why? Because they had a love for God. They loved the Lord their God with all their heart, with all their soul, with all their mind, with all their strength. These commands that I give you today are to be on your heart. You want to know where you start by having influence with the ones you love at home, where you raise a reputation with your children. You have a love of Jesus. You have the commands that are on your heart. You have the teachings of Jesus, and you're reading these teachings of Jesus, and they are on your heart. We call this today willful obedience. Out of a loving relationship, we are listening to what Jesus has to say, we are hearing what He has to say, and we are living that out in our lives. And then He goes on to say, here's how you do that with your kids. You impress them these decrees. This word, this transformation that you've had, you impress it upon your children. How? By talking about it with them. When you sit at home and when you walk along the way and when you lie down and when you get up. Think about it. When you're sitting at home and hanging out, when you're eating at the table, when you're in the car riding, Maybe you're going for a walk and spending time together. Maybe you're playing a board game as a family. I don't know what you're doing. You're, you're, you're hanging out together and you are talking 
You are actually having a communication with, uh, conversation with your children. That's how you impress it upon them. I mean, only you can answer the question of what you do when you get home and the conversations that you have or ha don't have or the things that you allow them to do versus not allow them to do. That's, that's between you and them. But, but, but Moses is saying, listen, here's how... Here's how your children and your, your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren get to know God by what you do. By impressing upon them. Talk about it when you sit and when you walk and when you lie down and when you get up. I love this. And, and Jesus said the same thing. He said, listen, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. What's he saying? He says, listen, I'm the vine. I'm the one you're attached to. I'm the one that you love. I'm the one that, that you nourished. And, and, and if you stay connected to me, then you will bear much fruit. You'll impress upon your kids. And, 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 and then when you're, you're sitting by the way and when you're hanging out at the table and when you're playing board games and when you're walking along the way and when you're riding in the car, what you say is going to make a huge impression upon them. Why? Because you have remained in Jesus. You've read His Word. You, you've sought Him. You prayed and you said, I've got willful obedience with this. And because of that, Jesus is in you and you will bear much fruit. Why? Because apart from Jesus, you can do nothing. Jesus went on to say, if you keep my commands, you will remain in my love just as I kept the Father's commands and I remain in His love. I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and your joy may complete. What am I talking about? I'm talking about loving the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength and impressing that upon our children. Why? So that our children's children will have that impressed upon them and so that our children's children's children will have that impressed upon them because I have this passionate, loving relationship with Jesus. My joy has been made full my joy is made complete. So let me ask you this question, parent. What are you putting in your life to fulfill your joy? What are you buying? What are you possessing? What activities are you doing? That in your mind going, man, I'm doing that because that just that fulfills me. Because somewhere along the way, it's got to be Jesus. Jesus makes my joy complete. Oh, buying stuff is okay. Don't get me wrong. Hear me clearly. Listen clearly. Buying stuff is okay. Doing stuff is okay. Spending our money in XYZ is okay. Nothing wrong with that as long as we do not have the expectation that that fulfills my joy because that's what Jesus does. That's why Jesus said, listen, I'm giving you. I came so that you can have life and you can have a full and meaningful life. So that your joy can be complete. I give that to you. Embrace me. Love me. Abide in me. Get to know me. 
And then based out of that relationship, we're able to impress that upon our kids, upon our, our, our grandkids, upon our great-grandkids, because it works its way down, because they see that, and we bear much fruit. Nineteen ninety-three, big year in my life. My son Jimmy was born. Three years later, my daughter Catherine was born. I made a decision in nineteen ninety-three that I I wanted my kids to look at my life and see how I treated them and loved them and parented them, corrected them, encouraged them, equipped them. I wanted them to look and go, man, that's what Jesus looks like. Because I knew at the end of the day, it was their choice of whether they were going to receive Jesus or not. It's their choice. Just because I am who I am doesn't mean they're automatically going to be followers of Jesus. I knew that. And so I set out to look like Jesus. To impress Jesus on them. Not force him. No, 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 no. Okay, maybe there were times that that happened. Sorry, it did. But my overall ambition was to impress it upon them. So that when they looked, so that when they, when they, they saw the things that we watched together on TV, so they saw the things that we, get, that we talked about, so that we hung out, when there were times of correction, and there were many times of correction. As a parent, you know that, or you will, because sometimes our kids will run out in the middle of the road without looking either way. And they have to be corrected. And they'll make great choices like sticking their, sticking their finger in an electrical socket or putting their hand on a hot burner. They make great choices. Or they'll light a candle and spill the wax on a wood floor. I mean, the list goes on and on. Uh, uh, they, 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 kids make great choices. Why? Uh, they don't really. And so what do we? We have to help them along the way. That's discipline. And so same way God disciplines us as, as adult believers, we discipline our kids. It happens. Why? Because as adult believers, we do things that are wrong. We have to be corrected. That doesn't mean God doesn't love us. This means God's trying to correct us because He's got a better plan. He's got a better way. So what do we do with our kids? We, we impress that upon them. So I wanted my kids through all that to be able to look and go, hey, that's what Jesus looks like. And I worked hard. I wasn't perfect. I, there were times I yelled. There were times I screamed. There were times I did corporal punishment. Uh, there were times that, that I went to them and said, hey, I'm really sorry that I've acted the way I've acted. Some of that was particularly as they got older. Because I responded <laughs> as if I was on their level and not the adult. Now, was I successful? I don't know. I'm still working on it. As long as I live and breathe, I will continue to work on it. But at the end of the day, it is, it's going to become their choice of whether they become followers of Jesus, but I'm trying to set them up for all the success I can to go, yes, I want to be a follower 
with Jesus. That was my goal. I, I think I'm achieving it. Remember that 936 number? There was a man named Reggie Joyner that took that number and he, he said, I'm going I'm to get marbles in a jar and I'm going to put them in a jar. And what that's going to do is represent uh, life with my kid. And then each year I'm going to pull one out. Each week, excuse me. I'm going to pull one out each week. I'm going to pull one out. Not to be morbid, but as a reminder of the time that is left to be able to, to raise the reputation of Jesus with my children. You see, young parents, if you raise the reputation of Jesus with your children, you're going to raise it with each other as husband and wife. If you raise the reputation of Jesus because you're abiding with Jesus, you're going to raise it where you work, and where you play, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. Why? Because you've got this relationship. Because you're impressing upon your children. You're living a transparent life in front of your children. And therefore, when you get out and, and, and work and play, you're going to live a transparent life there. I think this is the center piece of it all, of us having influence for the kingdom of God. So, how many marbles are left in your jar? Because you got to start with you, where you are. And I want to encourage you today to look at your life and ask the question, am I raising the reputation of Jesus with my children? Because every week, marbles are coming out. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we, we thank you so much for your love. Because you love us, we get to respond to you and, and, and we, we are able to hear what you have to say, your decrees, your, uh, your, your commands as you call them. And we're able to live those out, not because of, uh, of having to be in relationship with you, not because we have to do it, but because we get to, because we love you. And by doing that, we're raising the reputation of Jesus with our children. So Lord... We pray you help us to love you with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, with all of our strength, to love you. And then out of that relationship, we're able to raise the reputation of Jesus with our children where we live. So that they may one day cross the line of faith and enjoy a full and meaningful life that you have for them. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.
Hey, again, we want to thank you for being here and being a part of what's going on. If, if this has been beneficial for you, we would love for you to, to like this, uh, to share this. Uh, you can see all the ways there on the bottom of the screen, but we would love for you to take this and let other people know about it. Also, if you have benefited from it, you, here's what you need to know. People have given to make this ministry happen. And so you have the opportunity to be able to give to be able to make this happen for, for other people just like you. So the way you do that, you just go to our website and you click online, uh, you click give, you go to our website, click give, and you'll be able to follow through the, the different ways to, that you can give. But just know that your giving honors God, your giving is gonna impact other people's lives just like you. Now, I wanna kinda end with a, a challenge, I guess. I want, I, want to, I want to challenge all of us to raise the reputation of Jesus with our children by impressing upon them, by talking with them, by talking with them as we walk along the way, as we get up, as we go to bed, as we eat meals together. May we impress upon them the Jesus that lives in our hearts. It's my prayer that as we go, we go raising the reputation of Jesus where we live, where we work, and where we play. You guys have a great week. Thank you.